The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's royal visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Yes, he's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. If you're watching live, it's Phil Goyette, our old friend. What's up, Phil? Welcome into the show. You used to do this show with us. You were the man that introduced me to Ben, so really, without hey, you, there is no us. Yeah. I do miss that PlayStation loading sound. That's, uh, yeah. It's been a good mood just hearing that. Well, go buy a PS1. You could have that anytime you want. I have the I have the classic, the little classic one. Does it make the sound? Yeah. Oh, it does. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're here to talk about the Cubs and the White Sox today. It's the Prospects Power Half Hour. It's also opening day. We are all excited. Ben has been breaking down his first Braves game of the season. How did it go, Ben? A victory. Although, I got to say, I've got three three leagues where I own A.J. Minter, and the Braves decided they needed to tack on like three runs in the top of the ninth and cost me a save. So... Yeah, but you know I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. I had a, in my home note league. I have Minter and Finnegan, and Finnegan's the one who gave up some of those runs. So uh, yeah, whoops. You know, but but if you want to see one of the better defensive plays, you'll probably see all day. Victor Robles kept it from being four runs by grabbing one hell of a catch at the center field wall, dead center. I mean, about the deepest part of Nationals Park. Acuna just tattooed a ball straight away center. And Robles went up and grabbed it, and that that ball would have been out. He would have had himself a home run and steal day today. Damn it! And Robles went and took the ball away from him. So that was a no, hell of a fun play to watch. But no com no combo meal for Ronald. Yeah. Damn it! Yeah, he's also on my team. That same team I just mentioned. That's okay though. He had a steal. And I think he scored a run. Uh, Phil, any highlights today? You've been watching Opening Day. It feels good to see baseball in action, and this time it counts. Yeah. Uh, I said in the Palazzo Discord, which you all should join if you're not in there because it's a lot of fun. Uh, but the pitch clock, I love. I don't know. I know that some don't care for it that much, especially if you get to the situation where the umpire calls a ball or strike. But for me personally, 
makes the game feel more like a athletic endeavor than it had been dragging. And I understand why it was where it was before, because these pitchers are asked to max out basically frequently. Yeah. Uh, and so they really, you would, I would imagine really have to gather yourself to be able to do that. So consistently, unless you're like Garrett Cole or something, one of those freaks. So um, I get where it comes from, but I just find yeah. the game more interesting, more exciting when it's a, ticks along at a little better pace and for me selfishly too i might be able to watch two games in a day that way too you know which is nice yeah and the, and the hitters finally get their acting gear they're not sitting there adjusting yeah. batting gloves five times every at bat you know it's just they get to the get to work you know and, we're, and it's just you know we're not adjusting the cup four times every time we're at the play you know every in between each pitch it's just holy cow you know but man they it does. It moves a lot quicker. The, I will say, uh, Colin McHugh had a ball called on him during warm-ups. And I guess I didn't realize that was part of the whole thing. There's a 30-second warm-up clock. You have 30 seconds at the start of an inning, and at 31, it's an automatic ball to the first batter. No. And McHugh literally was throwing the ball. like He was told, and the umpire's like counting it down, and he is releasing the ball at 31 and had a ball called on him for the first batter of an inning. And so yeah. it's you have to have that last pitch released at 30 at, or else it's a ball, which I, I was really impressed that that's – I guess yeah. I didn't realize that was part of things. That'll speed things up too if you got to move things yeah. along in between innings as far as warm-ups. And if it's, and if it's so. the rule, I got to just call it. And if we're pissed, yeah. then we'll change the rule, right? But – uh, no, and stick also, to like, it. if the playoff if the playoffs roll around and they don't want to do it in the playoffs, totally fine. Like, I don't <laughs> mind a, a three and a half or four hour long playoff game, but uh, you know, for for April and the March, uh, it was nice to see them clicking along today. Loved it, and you know, and these are rules that have been on the books forever. They just weren't enforcing them. You know, there's yeah. always been a pitch clock that's on the books. They just weren't enforcing it. So that's a good point. It's it's good that they're actually doing this, and they just they made sure that it was down defined well and down, and saying okay, now you have to enforce it. Cool. How do you guys feel about the shift? That was the obviously the other big thing uh, to notice today is you know the shift ban or the starting positions really of you're limited yeah. where you can start your defensive positioning before the pitcher releases the ball. Right, is kind of what the rule is. Even even with uh, the teams that do use it, they have to kind of use their outfielders. And I saw yeah. where it cost the Royals a hit. I mean, it's defensively, because MJ Melendez is trying to field a ball, and he's obviously an outfielder trying to do that. He's playing shallow right, and it's a scorching hot ball off the bat of Joey Gallo. Yeah. And, you know, he's got him positioned perfectly, but he bobbled that hot you know, ground ball, whereas a, a natural infielder probably scoops that thing up and it's maybe a bang, bang play at first, but by the time Melendez got hold of it, he just had no shot. Yeah. And so, I mean, if you've got a guy who's played quite a bit of infield and moves to the outfield, maybe you've got a guy who can transition into that shift a little better, but it's going to end up being where that shift could cost some hits if teams even employ it in the outfield. And I don't know how many guys out there are like Joey Gallo that are such prominent 
pull guys that you even want to do that shift. Right. Yeah. Yep. That's a good point, Ben. I can't wait to see how the season goes. I'm happy with all the rule changes. I'm happy for baseball. It's all good in the hood here mm-hmm. on the Palazzo yeah. Podcast. You Two Z's. Make sure true. you follow us on Twitter and, of course, follow Benjamin at Big Gentle Ben. You can follow Phil at Phil of Sports, B-I-H-L, that is, and I'm at MJ Govier. We're here to talk Cubs and White Sox next. Big three prospects. It is the Prospects Power Half Hour. I want to give a shout-out as well to last week. When Kyle Glazer came on, Ben and Kyle talked about the Mariners and Dodgers next big three. Ben, you did a fine job. I know you had a a rough start there because you had the YouTube link open in your browser. So you were hearing yourself. This has happened to me many times. You're not alone, Ben. I understand you start to hear your words coming out of your mouth, but they're coming out after you say them like five seconds later. So... Don't worry about it, Ben. You did a good job. And I'm really sorry I didn't get to meet Kyle. Kyle, I'm sorry. I wasn't here for you. I apologize. Please forgive me. It's like being it's like being back in college. <laughs> for for someone for someone who's worked in uh in mental health, I, I had a little bit of an idea of what uh, schizophrenia maybe felt a little bit like, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, where where are these voices coming from? What's like, what the heck? <laughs> Goddamn YouTube will get you every time, and that's just something we learn along the way here as a host. And I want to thank you for having Kyle on. Make sure you catch that episode, which is on all of our available platforms. The YouTube channel has all the episodes and your preferred podcast platform. All right, let's dive into the White Sox first. Phil is a White Sox guy. He knows a thing or two about yeah. the pale hose. Uh, Phil, yep. who are the current top three prospects as you see it on today's date for the Chicago White Sox? Uh, ben sent his top three. I agree with his top three. I would have uh, Colas probably first, just on a proximity. Uh, and then Colson Montgomery, shortstop prospect second, although he's banged up to start the season, so we see how that goes. And then Brian Ramos third, who I think will be a major leaguer. Uh, I don't know how if he's going to be a huge impact major leaguer, but he could be a regular for the Sox at some point. So um, okay. I think those are the first top three prospects in a system that's not really that hard to pick the current top three because that's about all they have. Oh, well, I got to uh, say, by the way, you guys should join Phil's Discord. The Double Deuce Discord is a beautiful yep. place. And Phil just got himself a nice present from his fellow Discorders. Did you share that I with did. everyone? Yeah. Uh, uh, Ozzy Guillen, they did a cameo video, uh, and he was like, Phil, you're doing a great job with the White Sox and with your dynasty league. It was fantastic. And then he started talking about how I dyed my beard, which I did. I don't know how he got that information. Um, but uh, he, goes, he was like, what is this? Oh, this is beautiful. This is the most beautiful thing. Because Ozzy, Ozzy and I kind of have the same coloration in our beard right now. So Yeah, I noticed uh, that. I know. Well, I'm telling you, I love I love Ozzy. So my league mates got me that cameo. It was fantastic. I sent That's it awesome. to like you know, a bunch of the family members back in Chicago and stuff. Everybody was laughing about it. My mother in law was te- texting me, uh, Phil P H E E L Jew D Y U. It's kind of how he <laughs> pronounces it, you know. So uh, yeah, it was super. Good, That's good so league cool. mates over there. So yeah, if you're looking to join the league, join us in the Deuce. We have them. Um, starting up all the time it seems like every sport too so oh yeah i mean it's very inclusive and intensive so if you're looking for a place you loved everything about sports all the time and you want to play games you know you got your tabletop game you're working on too i feel bad about i haven't 
been able to test it out. I really want to. I really hope it all works yeah. out. Yeah, me too. I'm trying to test it out and get it in front of publishers. So hopefully by the end of the summer, that's the goal. Yeah, I got to do a better job pushing that. We'll make up ground on that. I assure you. Uh, all right, Ben. So he mentioned your top three. You he basically spoiled your top three. You want to go with your yeah, next top three here? What's the next well, top three as you see it, Ben? I mean, you know, just to kind of tap those three guys, I would say are your pretty clear top three. And really because the White Sox beyond those three, the hitting is pretty bereft. Mm-hmm. Um, in the system. There's just not a whole lot for bats in the system beyond those three guys. I mean, Ramos, we talked about the Reds here a few weeks back. Uh, if you think of Ramos like a Spencer Steer, as far as what he could be as a major league guy, a guy who could, I mean, he's not going to be a huge, he's not going to be a 30 home run guy. He's not going to be a, a 35 guy. I mean, he's not going to be a huge power guy. He's never going to probably hit you a 300. He's, I mean, he's not that kind of an offensive impact guy, but he's, he could give you 260 with 25. Yep. Be that solid type of, and, and play good enough, solid defense at third, and maybe even handle second, because when they put him at second, he wasn't terrible. I mean, which is kind of where Steer is at right now, that they're willing to try him at second, but prefer to have him at third. And Ramos is kind of the same way. He's, he's definitely a third baseman, but if, they have to they could put him at second that's you know great that's the i mean that's a major league ball player montgomery and colas colas has just big power and he's just he's a lot of fun when he gets a hold of one he rips one how much he's willing to sit on a ball that's what's going to be the difference but big power big arm he's going to be a lot of fun to watch when he gets a hold of a, a baseball in right field and he's looking to gun down a runner this year there's going to be some highlights this year just watch the white Sox highlights for him gunning down a guy at third base or at home plate this year what happened um, with yeah. uh the pitching did that die off real quick i never yeah. followed through yeah. on because he was supposed they, to be like uh with a cuban otani was one of the rumors yeah. right early on that was done they the White Sox never had him pitch. And honestly, I don't know of any major league club that was even looking at him in that way. Um, from everything you read, no major league team was looking at him as a pitcher. Oh. Everyone thought he was a hitter only. Okay. Um, and then Montgomery. Montgomery's that guy who is just, he's an elite prospect. But right now, like Phil said, he's hurt. Let's see where things go. But he's young and he's got lots of time to go. This is a guy who is a premium athlete. So, yeah. you know. All state basketball player as a high schooler, you know, just he's a really good athlete, and they, you know, he's going to be probably spending most of the year in double A, yeah, once he's healthy. So, yeah, lots of time there. Lots of time. Um, next big three, if we go there, it's all arms. And that it, I would say, if I were going to put together a White Sox list, probably my next probably seven, eight or more guys are arms for the White Sox. Um, hey Jasper, and uh, a couple of them are guys who were picked this year. Noah Schultz, who's a huge lefty, uh, big tall lefty, and he's got a goofy arm slot, uh, really tough to pick up. Then you've got uh, Peyton Pallet, who probably would have been a first rounder if he would not have had an injury. A lot of college guys who were in kind of that boat last year, but he is a really exciting guy for the White Sox to get. And then Christian Mena, I guess I 
if I don't pronounce that right, that's it is what it is. But he's one of those guys who I don't know if you're going to find him with a a pitch that anyone's going to grade as a plus pitch, but he doesn't have anything that's below average. He's one of those guys that has a whole lot of pitches that are average to above average. And his control to me is maybe his best attribute. Um, He's still a control over command type of guy right now, but he's one of those guys. He has four pitches that he uses. They're all average or above average. He just has the making of a really good middle of the rotation type starter that just, he's got a good frame to him, repeats everything. Well, he's just, he's got to put in the time and that's all, you know, he's, when they signed him, he was, you know, six, two or six, three, and he was about 150 pounds. Hmm. So he's, he's probably 200 to 10 now. So he's added a good weight onto his frame and he's getting there, but he's, he's going to be solid once he gets there, but he's just not right now. I, 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 he's one of my favorite guys in their system, but so yeah, Jose Rodriguez, I like him. He would be mine. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see what Phil has to say. So, (laughs) yeah. What do you have to say, Phil? Yeah. I'm with Ben. I would think Noah Schultz is probably the most intriguing next guy. Um, Pellet, I guess we need to see him come back. Yeah. Uh, make sure that he's healthy. But yeah, I, I'm with you on that. Uh, Mena impressed. He made it to double A and held his own. So I, I can dig that. Um, but uh, yeah, I think Jose Rodriguez, I'd have uh, right after Schultz or maybe even ahead of Schultz. Uh, he hits the ball hard and he makes a lot of contacts for a little guy. Uh, I think Dan Victor has always nicknamed him Popeye. Um, and strong wrists, you know, forearm guy. Uh, and he stole 40 bags last year, too. So I don't think he's he's not got that type of speed. Um, he's not like a plus speed guy, probably even. But he can run a bit, and as much as it's as much baseball IQ, I think he's still in bags on, which might maybe that suits him well with the rule changes and stuff. But I think he's a major leaguer. I, he's uh, to me, him and Ramos are not too far apart. Um, with the difference of Ramos probably, like Ben said, can play third base in the majors and possibly some second base, whereas Jose Rodriguez is probably just a second baseman. And that's exciting. Yeah, I think that's probably a big part of it is, for me, I'm not sure Rodriguez is a, a defensive starter in the majors. Yeah. I don't know. You have, you can, I think you could hide him at second, okay, which – the White Sox have, are fine with doing. What's up with Cespedes, uh, Phil? Uh, he could never – he never could hit. I mean, he, I think, just got signed basically on his workout videos. I don't know, but he was never <laughs> – his bat is like a 20 maybe <laughs> for being yeah. – Wow. If we're being generous, I mean, he I'm, just doesn't – he just doesn't have any feel for hitting at all. Yeah, you you see a lot of uh, 30s, a lot of 40s on his hit tool, and yeah. these are from places that are usually pretty generous and will throw around, you know, 50s on a hit tool yeah. that isn't and really a major league quality. I put it in my notes as far as uh, with Gladney and Westcath. Uh, you could put Saspidus in this pool. You could put uh, like James Beard in this pool, and the White Sox have always done this. Uh, or under Ken Williams, at least, the look good in uniform guys. 
Yep. Kenny's always searching for that guy that can look great in the uniform, uh, yeah. and then maybe figure out how to put it together when he's when he's turns professional, you know. So and it just it just hasn't really happened. Tim Anderson uh, was late to baseball and a multi-sport guy, shortstop, uh, and that worked out. And so that does kind of give me hope for Colson Montgomery, who kind of has a similar background mm. uh, as far as being a multi-sport guy. I don't think he's late to baseball, but what about Santos? Uh, is he worth picking up soon? That's what Jasper wants to know. Is he just making things up? I yeah, I'm not sure. Is he talking about Ramos? Are you talking about Gregory Santos, 23 years old? No. Have you guys been stumped? Have you guys been stumped? I'm not sure which. There's a lot of guys named Santos. That's right. Chicago. If I pull this up again, Chicago White Sox number nine on Eric Langenhagen's top White Sox prospects. Here it is, right there, Mr. Santos, number nine, Gregory Santos. Go away! I hate when it does it. There you go. See, there he is, right there, number nine. So, have you guys been stopped? Well, I mean, I. He's a reliever only. I don't know if you <laughs> oh. want to pick him up. The, thing, the thing is, the White Sox have, you know, a mix of guys that are just going to try and hold it down until Hendricks comes back, which sounds like it might be sooner than later, thankfully. Um, well, I think, I think Jasper's asking, in, in yeah, at all. Jasper's asking yeah. probably in a redraft situation, is he worth the pickup? Yeah. Not so no, much I as think, he a top um, prospect. So. You know who I grabbed was Aaron Bummer? Because uh, he was rough last year, but he was not always been rough. And he's a lefty. So, like, depending on matchups, he might grab some saves. Um, so, I grabbed him in a couple deeper leagues. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be just the mix and match. Uh, Joe I mean, Kelly, maybe. I don't know. I mean, we'll yeah. see. And see, I'm, I'm a big fan of Ronaldo. I think he's found yeah, a little yeah. a different gear last year in the That's bullpen what, when he was there full-time, too. A lot so. of people are saying, especially in Vegas last weekend when I was there in person with all the big wigs, like – Paul Spore and uh, Jeff Erickson and all these heavy hitters, Vlad Sedler <laughs> and people you don't even know who've made so much money. This guy got inducted to the NFBC Hall of Fame on Saturday. I've never heard of his name, but he had like this absurd winning percentage in 48 contests. He'd won like a huge majority of them, He'd hundreds of thousands of dollars easily. So these people were all talking up Ronaldo Lopez. That's good company to be in. I will say that. Uh, well, we got to get to the Cubs here. We got to move on to the Cubbies. That was the White Sox. By the way, Phil, I will let you know, I put in a bet over at FTNBets.com where I work and place bets that the White Sox would win the AL Central. So I don't it hate is. it. They got kind of everybody. Somebody said everybody regressed last year, so you wouldn't expect regression this year. <laughs> A so year and a half. Healthy. Yeah, I mean, a lot it of it's going to be with the pitching and if they can stay healthy. And do you think Cease repeats what he did last year? I don't know. So, well, Giolito comes back in a big way. So he is yeah. so undervalued this year. I wish I had more shares yeah, of yeah, Giolito. Yeah. He's, he's. I put a bet on him to Cy Young this year. He can. He has Cy Young stuff. He could win a Cy Young. It's not ridiculous. And he's at plus thirty five hundred. So that's worth yeah. a dollar. That's worth ten bucks. Red alert. Red alert. Commercials incoming. Please be prepared to ignore them. These people are not your friends. These messages are intended to make you feel bad or that something is missing from your life. Red alert. Commercials incoming. 
Prepare to enable the use of your 15 second skip ahead button. You are in terrible peril. Red alert, red alert. Commercials incoming in three, two, one. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Yeah, we're the fastballs tracking for him is as big if he catches too much of the plate with it it gets ugly <laughs> that and see that should be a three-way race last year the twins had yeah. monster yeah, injuries twins, yeah twins had monster injuries white Sox just seemed to have a whole bunch of guys that forgot that baseball was supposed to be played i don't know what happened there like they just <laughs> like, like giolito just left 2021 and maybe, showed up and maybe like, because the manager was sleeping in the dugout i don't know well yeah that's just it you know get that guy out of the dugout and we can have yeah. maybe a different year but well that's uh, the whole so, thing I mean, it's a tlr effect he's no longer there it's the post yeah. tlr effect so, yeah. so i i really think that that should be a fun three-way race in that division i mean oh, the indians are, are a solid yeah. young club the twins have I honestly think Twins might have the best pitching they've had since that Johan Radke. That was a fun young staff that they had in the early 2000s with the Piranhas that Phil hates. Yeah, I hate them. That was a tough – they were a tough pitching staff. Though, since sure. Frank Viola and Burt no, Blyleven. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. That's – yeah. No, that, that staff back then was just basically Viola, Burt Blyleven, and Pray for Rain. But <laughs> – <laughs> I mean, that was all they had then, but that that early 2000 staff was really solid. So, well, look, but we could talk about the 87 Twins all day, but let's get to the Cubs on the north side of town here on the Prospects Power Half Hour. Two L's, Utah, two Z's here. Give me two. We're live with Phil Goyette. He's back with us to talk about his uh, 
I mean, you don't really give a shit about hating the Cubs, right? You just they're just whatever. Oh no, we dislike the Cubs in our house. Oh, you do? Okay, well, good. Yeah, so, uh, can, we swear on, can we swear on this one? Is that okay? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, my wife's granddad, growing up, had like uh, pictures hanging, like the cheap kind of art where it's like Chinese characters type of thing with no meaning. You know what I mean? It's just like for the vibe or whatever. And one time she asked him, uh, "Grandpa, what do those characters mean?" And he said, fuck the Cubs. So, uh, no, no... <laughs> Oh, animosity. Yeah, yeah I like that. no, that's fun. No love for the Cubs in the, in the South. Okay, side. good. Let's get a rivalry going. Yeah, let's flame it up. I like that. I'm going to lock that in. All right, Ben, lead us off. Top three Cub prospects as of today. We'll start with number one, Nazir Mule. And yeah, no. Uh, so <laughs> the... A lot of places are going to have three outfielders, and I'm not. Um, just because I, I've got a little different info and stuff on on one of them. So uh, I'm going to have Pete Crow Armstrong as, as kind of my clear top guy. I think there's kind of a big division there from the rest of the, the, rest of the crew here. Um, and then I've got Brendan Davis. Yeah, there's been a lot of stuff going on there, but he's still just that talent is friggin' elite. And he's been showing it out in Arizona this spring. And that's kind of not kind of gone under the radar. Not a lot of people have talked about it, but he's looked really good. Um, okay. And then Kate Horton, who was their pick last year. Um, I still am not 100% sold that he's a long-term starter, but... That stuff is ungodly electric, and if he's a reliever only, we're talking like Craig Kimbrell level reliever. You know, this is going to be a guy who for five to seven years is going to be putting up, you know, one, you know, sub two ERAs as a closer with 100 strikeouts over 70 innings, that type of a guy. Um, That's the type of guy that he is right now. If he's a starter, it might take him a few years to develop because they're going to need to get innings on his arm. He hasn't started a lot. So they're going to need to build up the, the innings in the minors. Um, but if he gets there as a starter, that, like I said, once again, that stuff is freaking wicked. And that's an ace type arm if he makes it as a starter. So it's kind of, he's got an ace closer or bust is really, and those, those arms are really fun to watch. So not bad to roster for dynasty too, because like your consolation prizes saves potentially. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Phil, the Cubs and the White Sox are in a dead heat this century, one-to-one in world series victories. So it's, it's a good race. It's a good race this century for sure. What do you think of that top three? Any disagreements? Yeah, I don't, um, PCA number one, I'm a, I agree with Ben. I would probably have Brennan Davis in the top. I went back and forth a lot on these because uh, they have a lot of guys I like, I think. So Miguel Amaya, I think, is a top three prospect in their system. Um, just my personal feel. I've always liked him. I think he can hit and he can work as a catcher in the bigs and he can get on base. Um, and with the right lineup around him, he can produce. So I think I would have Amaya maybe third after Davis. Uh, and then the other guy is uh, Canario, Alexander Canario, Ooh. who 
he's he's still young. Uh, he showed some growth in the power department big time, so more strength. Uh, okay. And maybe he's starting to figure out the strike zone. I don't know. I think you want to see a whole nother season of that kind of development yep. because that's the he, – he was taking more walks. He can be pretty free swinging, I think, if I remember correctly. Um, so he's, Zing. he's one of he's one of the guys maybe seeing the bigs for three weeks and it never works out. Two, you know what I mean? That's oh, the, so. well, that's harsh. And Come on. I the the other guy that I would say is probably the the one that is kind of a consensus guy, and I, and I will say that I don't have him on, even on my next three right now, just because I've I've been hearing some stuff, and that's uh, Kevin Alcantara um, came over from the Cubs. And, or from the Yankees to the Cubs and uh, big six six guy and uh, from what I've been hearing he's gotten a little too big um, and uh, not exactly doing showing out great in camp because of that uh, so it's gonna be maybe having to adjust a little bit on his expectations as to what he is because suddenly he's gone from a guy who could make you know could just patrol right really well and maybe even slot into center and now i don't know that he's corner outfield was giving him a challenge in spring and that's not a good sign it was you know and that's bad his hit his hit tool was exposed a little bit last year there's just a lot of things when he moved up levels it just all of a sudden went ooh, that's that's something we need to worry about in the upper levels. And so that's just something I, I, we need to see. But um, one that got mentioned, Davis is, has not had any injury this spring. He's coming off that back injury. He's been handled very cautiously this spring and went down to the minor leagues, but it wasn't due to injury. He would just okay. was intentionally handled slow. And, um, but I mean, really showed out well this spring. So. Okay. They don't really, wow. They have a lot of out, a lot of uh, just want to get Harry Carey on the record there. He is the one part of the Cubs you can definitely support. Is, uh, okay. That's because he got it. He was a he was a White Sox broadcaster before. There, I was just gonna say. There it is. Sorry, Phil. Go ahead, please. No, he's just awesome. Well, they have a lot of outfield depth. So with Brennan Davis, they might not be in a hurry this year with him because. They have some some guys in the in the high minors. Uh, Velasquez, Nelson Velasquez. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, he's graduated and, they, they and he's, few, he's so probably loads of depth for outfielders, so they might not need no. to push him. Mervis, oh, Mer- oh, can Mervis play some outfield? No, he's he's first base only. He's but but even did Nelson, even uh, the, did Velasquez make the opening day roster? I didn't catch that. I don't think so. And oh. and same thing. Um, uh, Morell is down in uh, in the oh yeah Morell too yeah. And he plays the outfield. You think he'd be the next one off, yeah. But I mean, so I mean, you've got some guys that can handle that those positions if they need an outfielder. And so I mean, Davis is gonna have time to kind of get his feet back underneath him. Um, it's kind of you mentioned Amaya. I think he missed almost two full seasons due to injury, and they weren't really pushing him at all last year. I think this is his push here, and they're gonna see what do they have, yeah. and then if he doesn't really respond this year that might be it i mean you might be looking for a new organization right. next year but that's they've got some depth 
coming up behind him at catcher. But he is kind of that guy that's there right now. And so they got to see what they have. But Ooh. Uh, did we so, do the next top three? No, for me, I was just to say, we should get into the next big three because we're yeah, getting into a bunch of other names. And so yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. <laughs> um, so my next three, I got Matt Mervis, who I, I think anyone who's on the Discord knows how much I love Matt Mervis. He's former pitcher in in college and first baseman and then guy was one of the minor league leaders in home runs last year and uh i yeah he's gonna be up this year and should get you some home runs uh ben brown is a guy who i've loved since he was a philly he's just yeah really fun pitcher to watch and then my I've been told that I bring out a name that somebody doesn't know every time I do one of these. And, and my name Good. there is Porter, Porter Hodge. Um, and if you don't know Porter Hodge, you should get to know Porter Hodge because the poor guy used to get made fun of um, because of his weight. Um, he's currently six, four and about two and a quarter and was a lot more than that. And, and when you have a nickname like Porter, it, there's lots of mean nicknames that kids can call you when you're a chubby kid. Um, <laughs> I drafted him. I drafted him but, in my uh, FYPD yeah. this past year. So. He has a really fun pitch mix that the changeup basically went from non-existent to a, it depends on who you talk to. It's a, either an average changeup or a just slightly below average changeup. He's got a definite plus slider definite plus fastball and then a curve that he it's absolutely a below average curve can't locate it for crap but he throws it and he throws it and people just don't know where it's coming or don't you know i mean when it comes it's it's a it's a 70s curve and he throws this you know his his slider is just has this movement that folks can't see the changeup is pretty close to his fastball really tunnels well and his fastball can get into the you know mid nineties, but then this this change is just or this uh, curveball is like a seventy mile an hour pitch, and it just throws people way the hell off. Even though it's a terrible looking pitch, if you know it's coming, you could just tee it up. So it gets bad grades, but it's going to be fun to watch him. He really worked hard on his body, and. So he's coming from kind of a smaller school to doing this. And now let's see how he develops moving forward next year. I mean, you know, this is a guy who was what, 20, 21 or 21 for a lot of last year. Um, he's going to spend most of this year in double A. So he's going to get a lot better test this year, but he's got the raw stuff. And so it'll be a fun thing to watch, see who he is truly this year. So Porter Hodge, Phil, commentary on those names. Uh, yeah, I'm honestly oh, Porter House. Hodge and Ben Brown both I got stumped on, so uh, it was good to learn about. Ooh. Both I would, I would, I would agree with Ben with Mervis and the next three. I think his Woba was above 400 at every stop last year. Just ridiculous. Um. And then I would have Owen Casey, who I've talked about for about two years on the show now. I thought he looked good in the, in the WBC. Held his own there against the guys that were a lot older than him. He's, he can run pretty well for how big he is. I think I was a little surprised by that. Um, big ginger 
weird looking ginger running around out there. I think he is a first baseman. Like I don't, he, he played in the outfield last year for them. I don't think he's an outfielder going forward, but uh, gets on base, hits for power, even as a first baseman could be great. So I like going Casey, um, and then um, maybe you know like Richard Gallardo is a guy I've always liked. Mm-hmm. And my question is, you know, is his stuff ever going to be good enough? Like he can have control to be good enough to be a big league pitcher. But you talk – it's interesting, Ben, you said that about Porter because Gallardo has gotten big. Mm-hmm. He's really – and not not fat, not, like muscular. Yeah. He's really worked out but once being brought up to the Cubs system. But it's not translated to velocity at all. Not enough, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's – it's. he's a guy who when he came – when you first saw him with the Cubs in his first full season – work he was a a guy who right away you saw got this guy has a plus change easy plus change and phenomenal control but he just it was a 90 mile an hour fastball you're like well how are you going to get guys out with that and it was it was an okay breaking ball but it wasn't like an elite one now you're talking about a guy who i mean it's it's still a plus change, and that breaking ball is ticked up to where I can maybe call that an average to an above-average breaking ball. But the fastball still, even though he's refined his body and it's it looks – I mean, he looks like he could maybe get into a powerlifting competition, but yeah. he's, he's pumping out 92. And I'm going, well, as much as you've done to your body, you would think you're going to be pumping 95, not 92. And it just – it. You know, he's at least he's maintained the change. <laughs> you know, yeah. at least he's maintained that change up. It's a it's a big league change up. But then, what do you do with it? So, yeah, yeah. I just don't know that he's going to have enough dominance to be able to challenge him mm-hmm. at the highest level. I do like the kid though, so I would maybe have him in the next big three. Um, I don't know. They have a lot of interesting prospects. Luke Little's really this... interesting, although he's probably only a reliever. But uh, you could see him being a very effective reliever. I think if he can keep his gigantic frame in in order um so Ooh, jordan, okay jordan, we gotta talk about jordan nwogu i think we talk about every time too from uh, an ann arbor pioneer alumni hey all right who was a, who was really a football player i think coming out of high school uh Ooh. but uh he had a good year again last year power is very real so yeah it was that's uh... great Oh, yeah, yeah. I love Wesneski. It's a lot of fun. Now, this is how Jim Callis sees it on MLB.com. For those of you watching live, yeah, PCA, Alcantara, maybe he'll change after what Ben has to say. Listen to Ben. I trust what Ben says over anybody. And I'm glad, Ben, by the way, that yours, you know, we don't want you to have the same prospects that everybody else has. I mean, if there's agreement, there's agreement. But we want you to be your own man, Ben. You always do that on the show. So we appreciate that here. And I want you to know and- that. The Cubs have some really interesting guys. I know that, you know, Chad's going nuts about, you know, the pitching they have. I mean, Jordan Wicks was a really good-looking, you know, pitcher in college. Jackson Ferris is a guy that really, he's got stuff. Um, You know, they've just, they've got a lot of guys that are fun. James Triantos didn't show out the way that folks were hoping he would last year, but he didn't fall on his face either. He was young. Yeah, he was young. He was young when we were young. He's like they're pushing their guys. So, I mean, it's it's yeah. going to be one of those things where we're going to look up in 
you know, two years where there's going to be a whole slew of guys from this system that succeeded that were ranked 20 and below. I mean, here's what uh, BA's top 30, Javier Assad made their major league club. He's their number 20 prospect for BA. You know, he was in competition for the fifth rotation spot until the very last day when he ended up getting assigned to be the long reliever. So, I mean, this is the type of guys they have in their system is that these guys were in, he was in a competition for a major league job until the very last day and was, he's their 20th ranked prospect that they've got a deep system. I don't know that everyone recognizes just how solid that cub system is. It maybe doesn't have elite prospects like some places, but it's pretty solid all the way top to bottom. So. Hell yeah. I, that's well said, Ben. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Every time I hear it, I love hearing it. All right, well, that's it. Hey, we're out of time. That has been the Prospects Power Half Hour. Phil, so good to see you, man. So great to have you on. You stayed up late for us. You always do yep. that for us. We appreciate that. Is there anything you want to share with people before you say goodbye? No, it's just fun to be back on the show. And maybe uh, when you guys get into draft season, I am still taking my notes on everything so we can talk draft prospects, which is always fun because then you get a leg up on the prospects for the next year for FYPD. So, mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah, we would love that, Phil. It's always great to have you, man. I've missed you, but I'm so happy that you're living the life you want to live. Me and Ben are holding it down. And make sure you follow Phil on Twitter, Phil of Sports, Ben at Big Gentle Ben. I'm MJ Govier, Plotso Podcast, Utah. two L's. Give me two. Z's, that never changes. Thanks, everybody, for chiming in. Enjoy the rest of your opening day. Hopefully you learned a little bit about the Cubs and the White Sox prospects today. And we'll see you next time. Power prospects is a curious thing. Make a person trade everything for a king. Wander Franco is your one true love. For a prospect, you'll trade all the Sometimes, but it might just save your life. That's the power of prospects. That's the power of prospects. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. 
And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.